Hi, I'm Alan. I'm a heroin addict. I have a sobriety date of July 19, 2019. I have a home group, which is the shot in the dark group of heroin anonymous uh, in Costa Mesa. Uh, and I have a sponsor. Um, it's kind of hard uh, for me to tell my entire story because I don't remember most of it. But I do remember all, uh, a good amount. I think, uh, I mean, I, I hit I hit my head on a tree when I was like 10 years old. And so everything before that's pretty, pretty foggy. But um, one of the first things I do remember is that like, like really as far back as I can remember, I've been entirely too concerned with myself. Um, I was the kid, you know, hanging out with friends. And I think of something funny to say, and I turn to my other friend and be like, you know, I'm instantly second guessing myself. So I turn to my other friend and I tell him the joke. And instead of like laughing, he announces it to the group and everyone starts busting up and I'm instantly pissed, you know, that I didn't get credit for my, uh, for my wittiness, you know. Um, and I think uh, at a very early age, um, I started to find that like, you know, I needed some outside source uh, of uh, whether it be validation or really whatever to change the way I felt. I wasn't exactly like, uh, you know, a uh, perfect child. Um, my poor parents, man, they had no idea what they were in for. I was, uh, you know, uh, I had a pretty, pretty decent upbringing. My parents are like very successful people. Um, I grew up in North Orange County and uh, man, life was good. I had two older sisters, you know, um, there's nothing in my past that I can point at and look at and be like, oh, I hit my head on a tree and like, that's why I'm sick. I wish, you know, I'd be tight, but like, no, it's not like that. Um, you know, I went to school, I did well in school, uh, but I always had this need to like do something wrong. You know, uh, it felt good. It felt good for me to like, you know, be engaged in some, in some shit. So I'd steal, um, I, I would, uh, I'd lie, you know, I'd run around doing all kinds of bullshit with my homies and it felt, it felt decent. You know, I needed to be like accepted by other people in order to have some sort of self-worth, even at a very young age, way before I found drugs. Um, I remember one time I did, um, you know, I, I got like a, a wisdom teeth pulled or something and uh, they, they gave me Norco. And at that moment, um, my uh my like life changed you know like i i had the first time in my life this feeling that like oh this shit's all right you know um i was uh pretty fucking miserable as a child anytime you know um man like you'd see me as a child and you'd be like damn that kid needs a drink you know <laughs> and uh fuck man that was the case you know i really did as a child like i just felt like something was different about me. Like I was an alien, like I'm not from this planet or some shit. Uh, and I thought everyone else had it together, you know, like uh, every single other person I'd encounter, whether they were, uh, you know, um, like me or not, you know, uh, I felt like they, they had something that I just didn't have. I just wasn't born with. And uh, as soon as I had that, you know, that head change from that Norco man, and I probably, I don't even know how young I was. I was pretty young, but uh, this instant feeling of like, oh, okay, not only am I like on par with everyone now, but like, I'm actually better, you know, I'm, I'm superior. 
And uh, shit, here I am, probably like 12 or 13 years old. I don't know. But I instantly knew like, oh, this, this is what I'm about now. And uh, I continued to just, man, I became a research scientist. You know, I had to know like what this shit was about. Like my whole entire concept of life changed the moment that I had uh, that drug in my body. And um, my thing was mainly opiates, you know, I started younger when I was like smoking weed and drinking or whatever. But as soon as I got an opiate in my system, that was it for me. And I was, uh, I was off and like everything else couldn't, like I couldn't do anything else until I was loaded. I had to have that in my system. And, uh, you know, I did well for a while. I uh, finished high school. I got into uh, a university, went down to San Diego State for a bit. And, uh, you know, that was when it all started to slowly but surely go to shit. Um, And it's like uh, I went through these waves, you know, where I'd like build stuff up and then I'd break it all down. And um, every time it progressively got worse. The whole entire time, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, I got this. I'll stop whenever I want to. More about that later. Uh, You know, I I did okay for a while um, because I could do things like now, like when I'm loaded, you know, um, when I'm high, like I could fucking I could talk to people. I can get the girl, you know, I can get financial material, whatever, you know, possessions. And uh, for some reason, like, I don't know. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but I felt smarter, you know, that's probably not smart, but uh, I ended up, you know, manipulating my way uh, around the university without going to class for a long time. I made it almost two semesters without actually like doing shit. Uh, Eventually it caught up with me and uh, they kicked me out and I still hung around for a bit and uh, experienced my first bout of homelessness um probably at like age 18 or or 19 or something i don't know yeah no my math sucks it was definitely 19 or 20 but uh i i'm you know running around san diego just manipulating people and really i don't give a fuck about anyone else i think like hey i'm a great person you know like i'm a great guy i'm not mistreating anyone uh yeah i did quite a bit of uh of damage in the lives of everyone else around me um, I came to learn that like, uh, you know, I take hostages and, um, I'll manipulate anyone for anything as long as I can stay loaded. So, uh, I continually like, uh, you know, fucked around, tried the research scientist thing. And here I am doing, you know, everything now I was doing psychedelics and doing opiates. I'm doing uppers and, um, drinking the whole time. And, I, uh, I managed to uh, get myself um, almost seriously hurt on a, on a mountain snowboarding. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I'd never been snowboarding before. Uh, but as soon as I injured myself, I was stoked because I knew, I knew that I was going to get, you know, what I wanted. And I ended up getting exactly that. You know, a doctor hooked me up, dude. And I was like, sick, I got a legal dealer now. Uh, and man, eight years later, um, I end up uh, looking back at the eight years and not remembering what the fuck happened. And that, that was interest, an interesting point in my, uh, 
in my journey because I, I started to notice that like um, time is slipping away from me. Um, most of my 20s uh, started to disappear. Uh, I don't exactly know how I managed to do it, but at, at some point in time, I, uh, uh, you know, I got a, I got a job um, and I was working at a, a very nice retail store that sells high-end computers. And, um, I managed to like keep that job for a little bit of time. Uh, but I'm like, you know, I'm sneaking in and I'm, I'm crushing up pills and I'm snorting them in the bathroom and I'm, you know, uh, picking up outside the, uh, on my lunch break and shit like that. And, uh, ultimately I started to show up late and, um, I got fired. And then again, I was stoked because I, I have, I have time, you know, I can do what I want. Um, and, uh, I started to realize that, that, uh, all of these passions I've once had in life are gone, are missing. I no longer had any sort of drive for like anything other than getting loaded. Uh, still believing that uh, I could do anything because I'm superior as long as I stay loaded. And um, finally, the realization hit me one day that, uh, that it didn't matter anymore because um, I can't function without it. You know, like my passions or whatever, like that, 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 that stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, I progressively got worse until uh, I uh, decided that like, um, actually, let me back up a little bit. Uh, I've been to like maybe five or six different like community colleges. I've moved around. Uh, I lived in Humboldt for a while and I ended up meeting a girl and uh, getting engaged. And at this point in time, I lost my uh, prescription. And so I didn't have my source anymore. The first thing that my mind, you know, the first idea I thought of my best thinking was like, all right, let's go down to the uh, downtown area, or whatever, a little, little square in, in Humble uh, in this town called Arcata. Let's find the first homeless person uh, that I can find. And, you know, let's get some heroin as soon as possible. Uh, I didn't end up getting heroin, ended up getting fentanyl and I fell in love again. And then that was it. You know, the girl that I had, you know, this girl I was in love with didn't matter to me anymore because here I am better and like still not believing that I had a problem. That relationship uh, burned down to the ground. She found out about everything, of course. You know, I didn't get away with any of it, thinking that like, I as long as I stay loaded, you know, I could, I could manage. This is a the juggernaut of self will. I I didn't think that like I deserved this breakup. You know, she totally kicked me out of her life, uh, removed me from everything. You know, and uh, we're no longer engaged and. I get sent off to treatment because I'm thinking that like, uh, if I do this, she'll love me. Right. Um, turns out that girl did love me. I was just not a good partner, you know, and I'm glad she did that for her own good and ultimately for mine. So I think I'm like 28 years old. Now I get the treatment. Um, 
doing it all for the wrong reasons. You know, I'm like, okay, and at this point, I know I have a problem. I have had some severe consequences, but none of the consequences that I had at the time prevented me from like still believing that I could stop if I wanted to. Right. But here's the thing. It's like, I actually wanted to now. I decided like, I want to stop, but I could, I just continued to get loaded against my own will. The, uh, um, the mind fuck of that. I just, it, it seriously was, it fucked with me. It really did. Cause I thought that, you know, my, my smarts, my fucking intelligence, like, Oh, I'm so special. I could do whatever I want. Um, but this one thing, like I really struggled with, I couldn't stop getting high. And, uh, I ended up just throwing everything that I could have had away and I ended up homeless again. And this is like the utter demoralization that the book talks about where it's like my entire, um, my entire fucking lifestyle and like my dreams is like, I identified at this moment as a junkie because I was broken. You know, my entire fucking self will was just like, fucked i guess in that it took over beyond any sort of way that i could ever have imagined every line i thought i would ever um you know i would never cross i crossed and uh that's pretty much like the the beginning of the end for me um it's really hot up here i'm gonna take this off it's a good idea yeah so i get to uh this point where uh, um i'm shooting fentanyl and smoking meth constantly sitting in a room <laughs> sitting in a room by myself with nobody else in my life that that's around me everyone else had fucked off for their own good uh i had no like I had no friends left. I had nobody around me to stop me from getting loaded. And I kept fucking waking up and I kept waking up and I didn't want to at this point, you know, um, I can't exactly say I was suicidal or anything, but, uh, I was damn near close, man. One day I wake up and, uh, I'm covered in piss. I pissed myself and there's a big book sitting next to me and I pissed all over that too. And I, and I, I pick it up and I'm looking at it. What the fuck dude? And I look in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. Um, that was like the first moment of clarity that I had where it's just like, who the fuck is that? Cause that ain't me. You know, I have this image in my head of who I am. Uh, but what I saw was not that at all. Um, <clears throat> So I think for the first time in my life, you know, um, I had the option to either, uh, you know, go rob some more people uh, and keep going and, and fucking call it, or I could, you know, ask for help. That was probably the first time in my life I truly genuinely asked another human being for help. Uh, so I went to a detox, I went to another treatment center. Um, and, uh, you know, as soon as I start feeling better, this time, um, 
yeah, my, my will comes back, you know? I lose this gift of desperation that I had that allowed me to ask for help. And uh, within a week, you know, I, I, uh, I managed, I didn't have a cell phone or anything. I couldn't call anybody, but I managed to fucking manipulate people around me and get a phone and have, uh, you know, a fresh bag of fentanyl delivered with someone else's money, you know, uh, the whole thing. And, and I'm high again. I'm high in a treatment center this time. I'm sitting in, you know, a fucking rehab, just like having a great time. <laughs> and uh, man, I, I didn't, I didn't care. Uh, ultimately what, what got me that like second moment of clarity or whatever was, is that I, I realized, um, the guy I had, I had gotten it with, he paid for it, you know, uh, you know, the whole, I buy you fly thing. And he, uh, he, you know, he bought it, I sourced it and he shared it with a bunch of dudes, which I thought, how could he, you know, (laughs) (laughs) who does that? (laughs) But Anyways, a bunch of other dudes uh, ended up getting high in that treatment center along with us. Um, and they had just come back from an overdose and like I'm sober, <clears throat> you know, a few days later, started to kick again, you know, after just getting over uh, the first fucking kick. And uh, I feel like shit, I'm having to sit in these groups and I'm really getting a good opportunity to look at myself and look at my actions and, and see how I'm affecting the lives of others around me. Um, and that was the moment uh, where I realized that like, it's not all about me, um, that there are other people in, in this world that I don't, I don't know why it happened this time and not the other fucking million times where I fucked other, you know, everyone over. Uh, it just so happened that this time I had, you know, a double dose of willingness. And uh, so I decided that, you know, I was going to give this, this program a shot, you know, I was going to work the 12 steps. Uh, I wish I could tell you that like I instantly got a sponsor and that like I worked the 12 steps, you just fucking did it. It's not my experience. There's still quite a bit of misery uh, and that, that followed. Um, you know, I, I, I am in treatment. I'm like, all right, well, I need to get a sponsor. So I called the guy I knew that I went to treatment with like a few years before or whatever and um, tried to do it that way. Don't pick the easy sponsor. Don't recommend it. It didn't work out for me in that regard. It wasn't until I, I picked a guy or I asked a guy to be my sponsor or to sponsor me rather, who had something that I wanted. Um, I saw this dude. I walked into, uh, this guy used to manage a sober living I was at. And I, I walked into a room one day. And I saw this dude just vibing out to some reggae music. Uh, he was meditating. I know this now. At the time, I just saw this fucking vibe. And uh, he, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly what it was, but he had a smile on his face. His eyes were closed and he was like, like at peace with this fucking reggae playing, dude. And uh, in that moment, I saw him and I was like, yeah, I want that. I want what he has. Uh, so some time passes. I asked him to be my sponsor and um, he said it would be an honor. And uh, he, you know, I started working the steps with it. And um, what I learned was that I am afflicted with a spiritual malady, an ailment of the spirit that we call alcoholism, call it drug addiction, heroin addiction, whatever you want to call it. It's a spiritual malady. So that means that, I mean, I, through reading, reading the big book with him, um, 
you know, I, I learned that I need a spiritual solution. And in order to survive this thing, uh, I need to start helping other people as soon as possible. So I started to, to do that. I followed simple direction. Um, and as a result of that, I started to, like, in my mind, I was like fucking taking risks, but I had no other option. This was the last chance I had, last house in the block. I was, you know, before going to the detox, I was over 40 pounds underweight. Uh, you know, I, I had fucking hair down, down to here. You know, I was, uh, I looked like a total mess. Uh, I did not at all look like the person that's in front of you today. I, now I weigh like, I don't know, a bunch more. <laughs> uh, I started to experiment with honesty because I'm a liar. Uh, my whole life I've lied. Um, and through experimenting with like telling the truth, I learned it's a lot easier uh, to just not fucking lie. Um, that was hard. It was hard for me to stop lying. It was hard for me to stop stealing. It was hard for me to stop manipulating people to do my bidding. Um, but little by little, I, I, you know, took these risks and like they, they paid out in that like today, I don't have to keep my lies straight. I don't have to run around fucking plotting my next fucking scheme. You know, um, being of service to others allows me this sense of value that comes from within. It doesn't come from any outside source. And that is way more than I'd ever thought I'd get from this program. I just wanted to stop using, just wanted to stop fucking getting high against my own will. I wanted to stop, you know, needing to fucking, you know, rob my family members for the next one. Uh, yeah, I, as a result of working the steps, I, I got, uh, you know, a relationship with a higher power, which has allowed me to do things I'd never been able to do before. Uh, that feeling of not being on par with others uh, has, uh, has changed. You know, I can't tell you that like, it's, it's like much better per se. Okay. I can't tell you that, but I can't tell you it's perfect, um, in any shape form, but, uh, I'm a whole lot better of a person today, um, than I've ever been. And I can say that a hundred percent with honesty, the, like ha having a God working in my life, having a higher power um, that I can see working in the lives of others uh, is literally what enables me to sit here up in front of all of you and carry the message. And like, dude, I never thought I could do any of that. Um, it's a trip. Truly, how much time do we got? Four minutes. Cool. The one thing that I've learned about this program is that in order to be successful in victory, over mind-altering substances is that we need to enlarge our spiritual lives. I'm like, well, okay, so what does that mean? You know, it's easy to stop stealing uh, from the grocery store, you know, uh, per se. It's easy to like, you know, st start to uh, like be honest and not lie so much, right? Um, 
but what about all the things that we don't want to do? Um, I mean, my experience has been a battle of wills between my will and God's will. Um, at first, I didn't know what God's will was for me. I had no idea, like, what does that mean, God's will? Uh, well, I sure, I mean, I, I know what God's will isn't for me. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear, like, God probably doesn't want me to steal from my family. God probably doesn't want me to beat the shit out of people. You know, I probably should, like, be nice, right? Over time, I've started to realize that knowing God's will isn't necessarily, like, something that just happens when you, when you pray or meditate, right? But, like, it's something that you see in the lives of others as well as you experience over time. My spiritual awakening as a result of working the steps didn't, wasn't like some shining, like, ah, you know, it wasn't like that at all. My mine was a series of uh, spiritual experiences. Um, and uh, really, I think that when I noticed it happening is when I started to realize, like, I am no longer just thinking of myself. I woke up one morning and I started, you know, my day with thoughts of others. Like, that was alien to me. That was completely not of me. And I talked to my sponsor about it and he says, yo, dude, I think you're having a spiritual experience and I, I don't know what else to call it. And I agreed with him that like, holy shit, you're right. Um, and uh, I, I can't stress enough that like, you know, we're selfish as alcoholics, heroin addicts, those afflicted with a spiritual mal malady are selfish, you know, self-seeking, um, generally dishonest entirely too concerned with ourselves spending all this time up in our heads the only thing that's that's never failed me in that regard to get me out of my own head is selfless action doing something for another person without expecting anything in return and that has allowed me like to grow um in infinitely more ways than i could have ever ever like hoped for uh, I have a full life today and um, I 100% attribute that to strong sponsorship, having a home group and being of service. Those three things have transformed my life. Thank you.